Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Amy Donaldson from the Deseret News. And Steve Handy. Happy to be here today, Amy. Steve Handy from Layton, Utah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, we are going to uh, jump right into our next discussion. Uh, we have Steve uh, Elison. Elison. I it. really want to say Elias. No, no, no. Elison. No, right. He is going to talk to us about this Envision Teachers Salary Plan. Steve, are you with us? I'm here. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I heard about this, and I, I actually got like a little bit emotional. I, I have a huge soft spot for teachers covering high school sports for 20 years. Uh, I see a lot of people who do amazing things, save literally save kids' lives, and they make peanuts. <laughs> they make terrible amount of money. Um, so I just think I thought it was an amazing thing. I wonder if you could just give us a little bit of background about what is Envision. And can I set this yeah. up a little bit sure. before we yeah. turn it over to Steve? Good morning. This is or afternoon. This is uh, State Representative Steve Ellison, my really good friend. We knew each other uh, uh, doing some things at the University of Utah, didn't we, Steve, before we were both came into the legislature the same year. Yeah. And uh, Representative Ellison is... Um, uh, he's a CPA, very bright. I'm going to say that you are. You amaze me all the time. He's been the leader in uh, in suicide prevention initiatives, and uh, he deserves a tremendous uh, amount of appreciation for his leadership in that regard. When I saw, however, this story the other day, and I, Doug Wright had these uh, had Ari from uh, Envision Utah on after they'd done this massive study, and I knowing that I had the opportunity to come on with Amy this afternoon, and they gave us some opportunities for to fill some segments. I thought I want to have Steve come on with me today, and Amy because he's also he's the House Chair of what's called our uh, subcommittee on uh, public education appropriations, and an expert in public education funding. So you and I talk. Talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to tee it up this way, Steve. We have 104 Utah legislators, Governor. What would all of us say is our number one priority? Uh, year in, year out, <clears throat> it's education funding. Yeah, absolutely. And just over the past uh, handful of years, I think it's about three or four years, we've given an additional one billion of new education funding to education. And we've seen uh, local districts, including my local district, that have recently raised uh, teachers' starting salaries, as well as uh, existing teacher salaries, which has, has come a long ways. Um, this report indicates, you know, we have a long ways to go, um, which I, I don't disagree with the premise of the report that 
we we need additional funding in the education system. Um, teachers deserve more. They of course. are of course. wonderful, hardworking people. I think that the, our current teacher group largely has gone into the profession because they love children, uh, certainly not because of the money. Um, but, you know, retaining and attracting new people to the profession is critical. Um, the one thing I, I don't think the report addressed, though, is where the half billion dollars a year would come from. And uh, that's, you know, as a CPA, you have to, your debits right. and credits have to balance. That's right. And, and our, bu- our, our budget in Utah has to balance. It has Unless the people tell us we don't have to do that. But. Yes, and currently every yeah. dime of income tax, both corporate and personal, goes to education per our Constitution. So we actually scored near the top of the nation for effort in terms of funding, but because of our um, you know, highest birth rate in the nation and having a lot of children, which is you know a great thing. Great thing, and we're going to talk to Natalie Gochnauer in the next segment about... Yeah, Utah's growth and everything like that, Steve. So, yeah. Yeah, so it does produce challenges. Yeah. Uh, one thing the report did talk about, which was actually a bill I've worked on for a couple of years, is adjusting the benefit mix for teachers because they have a, a pretty, you know, nice uh, retirement package and uh, a health insurance uh, um, program. And so what I was looking at doing was giving teachers the option. It wasn't mandatory, an option if they wanted to take a little bit less in retirement funding and put that towards salary. The way we're structuring it is that, you know, maybe a little bit later on in their career, maybe after getting into home or paying off some student loans, they could then flip it back to where more goes back into their retirement account. So I think that's a recommendation from the report that um, just readjusts their total compensation um, but doesn't uh, require new tax dollars. I, you know, the report brings up, touches, uh, it doesn't specifically mention, but it kind of helps us uh, understand there's a lot of state employees that uh, really are dedicated public servants that you know, probably aren't being paid fairly for what they do. I mean, currently we have, I think, 18, last I heard, 18 openings in the Highway Patrol. Mm-hmm. And if you annualize, you know, the number of months the teacher works compared to Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolmen actually make less. We have many openings in our prisons and jails for correctional workers. Their pay has a lot of room for improvement. And so, you know, I think this is a, it's a broad issue. Uh, yeah. Amy has a question for you, Steve. I have a question. I, I mean, I thought this was interesting that 42% of teachers in Utah leave the profession within five years of starting. And so I have a, a number of thoughts with that. And my first thought is that I think teaching is still predominantly female, right? Women, yeah. It's mostly women... Um, if you have a male teacher, you're like, whoa, I have a male. It's so noticeable. It's like a woman sports writer or sports reporter, right? It's a noticeable thing. It's a, it's the exception. And I think that's changing. We've actually had a couple of people leave our business and become teachers and they were men. And so I think that's shifting a little bit, but I wonder if you look at any, I know everybody wants to to focus on money and I do think money is important Um, but I also think there are other things and I've often said that part of the wage gap issue in Utah is that the things that I value as a mom or a grandmother or as a woman do not you are not valued monetarily by society and so I will keep a job that gives me flexibility 
and that lets me spend more time with my kids or my grandkids. Um, it might pay less, um, but I take that job and I keep that job because it allows me to live the life that I want to live. And so I, I think if we looked at some of those sort of social issues that are at play with teachers, um, if you have most of the teachers being female and most of the administrators, although th- I do think these things are shifting, are male, um, does that factor into what is valuable? You know, how, can you have flexibility? Um, I, mean, I wonder if any of those issues are things, I mean, I know as legislators you probably discuss them, but are, th- are you able to get at those and kind of figure out how those pieces of the puzzle might fit together? Well, though that's a, that's a really good question, Amy. Um, I had some relatives, and they were both uh, school teachers over their career, and they would pack up during the summer and take their family on wonderful vacations, and it you know, gave them great flexibility that other professions wouldn't. Um, and so you know, I, all, when we look at the turnover number in the first five years, you're correct. It's not all just a, a function of the pay. Um, you know, it's some that choose to start a family, others that change careers. And one thing that that money doesn't fix is some of the very difficult social issues that teachers have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Some of our teachers and some of our most challenged schools um, would be well served if they had a, another degree in, in social work. Some, um, there's yeah. some real challenges, yeah. which last session, the legislature um, at the governor's recommendation, infused uh, 27 million of new money for school counselors, um, which which passed and is now uh, in the process of filling all those positions. Um, the, another critical issue that I didn't see this report discuss is that when you look at the social and emotional learning needs of children, class sizes is really important, and we know we still struggle with large class sizes. Mm-hmm. We've made some progress in bringing those numbers down. But if, let's say we had half a billion of, of new funding available, is the best allocation to give teachers, spend all of that on existing um, teachers, or should we take some of that and, and create new teaching positions to lower class sizes? Yeah, you bring you bring up some terrific, terrific points here. I think we're and we're, we're they're they're giving us a signal we're winding down here, but we're running out of time. We're running out of time, and this yeah. and you, we've just scratched the surface. But would you agree with me, Representative Steve Ellison and myself, that that I'm looking at an editorial in the Ezra News today, and they and they kind of you know chastise the legislature for not <laughs> uh, thinking about this and addressing this, and I sort of take umbrage at that because yeah, I think that we are addressing it and working on it because we 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 do I think we do get it. The, 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 I think the implication here is we don't get it. We get it, don't we? We absolutely do. I've, I've taught and I've got you know six kids in the public school system. I have eight grandchildren. So do I want I'll them to have the, the best teachers? This yes. Is where we raise the money and then we can keep talking. But it, it is a challenging issue. I think we all want the right thing. Yeah. We just have to keep looking for solutions. Thank you. I, I think that's an important point. We all want the best for our kids. We do. We're just We're trying to figure out how to get way there. to do this. That's right. Thank you so much Thank for joining you, us. And um, if you want to be part of this conversation, please join us on the Utah Community Credit Union text line five seven five zero zero. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio.